for one second while you're speaking if it's possible for you to lower your mask i don't know if that's against the rules but you're really muffled Calling people for recognizing as uh, 
uh, Michael Cohen would go first, Cleo Curry, Mark Farage, John Henkel, Bruce Kabelski, James Leach, Charles Lives, Marty Martinez, Vlad Ovchiniko, Maggie Parker, Rushisha, and myself, Ron McTashlin. Ron? All right. Yes, sir. Ron, this is Marty Martinez. Uh, um, I would like to make an announcement of sorts. Okay. <clears throat> well, first I wanted to, I'll just get right to the point. I am resigning effective today. Uh, the reason being is I'm moving to another direction. I am running for a house of delegates and I want to uh, start working on that campaign. And I didn't want to be distracted or for me not to provide the, uh, the services or, or be fully committed. So I just wanted to say thank you to you and to the rest of the the, the board, and that uh, I really appreciate all the comments and work we've done. And Sarah and staff, I want to thank you too. And uh, so um, I will be signing off, but I did want to make sure that I let you all know personally, and that I really appreciate being part of this this board over the last few years. Thank you. Um Thanks for that uh, announcement, Marty. And your um, resignation is effective um, when the meeting ends. Uh, that's correct. Is that correct? Well, I officially resigned today, so I I don't even know if I'm officially a member now. So. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Did you did you send in a letter? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. So. Did you send that to uh, Supervisor Umstadt? I've already contacted Supervisor Umstad and she directed me to let uh, Amy know and she was going to start posting for an opening. Okay, uh, but you didn't send anything to me that I overlooked. Do you need me to? Um, that, uh, I'll make a note. As long as uh, you have notified Supervisor Umstad, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. Well, on that note, thanks for your service um, on the tab, uh, Marty. Um, I know you have been in tab longer than I have. Um, how many years have you served on the tab uh, transit board, Marty, uh, before it was transit board? I, I would have to defer to Sarah, but it's been at least four, if not more years. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your service on tab. I know you've been an active um, you know, a community volunteer in Leesburg um, on, you know, sports teams and um, the Leesburg uh, Town Council. So I appreciate all your um, uh, service to the community and good luck with your run for House of Delegates in 2023. And I did speak with um, Supervisor Umstead last evening um, at the uh, Board of Supervisors meeting and she's aware and um, she's uh, uh, she's working with the community uh, to have a uh, representation on the tab for Leesburg Town, uh, or Leesburg District, I should say. Okay. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you for everything you uh, helped us with. We really appreciate your efforts over the years. And your advocacy for Leesburg and transit in general. So thank you for your service. There was Scott Gross and uh, Sarah and Stephen Perros also in the room. Okay. Well, Thank you all. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully somewhere down the road, our paths will cross again. Thanks, Thanks Marty. Marty. Take care.
So feel free to stick around, Marty, if you liked. Um, so member and guest introduction. Um, we went through the member introduction, and there are two guests, John Vernon and Ronald Larson. Um, and they have not signed up for public comment, is what I understand. Is that right, Sarah? That is correct. Okay. Um, so uh, John Vernon and Ronald Larson, um, I, I see both of you out there. Um, are you guys um, listening in uh, to the um, conversation uh, on transit today? Um, anything of specific interest uh, for you guys on the transit or just listening in uh, for um, your purposes? Uh, Temporarily unmute them if they were having difficulty. Okay. Okay. Sounds like they are unmuted now, but I'm not sure if they have any comments. Okay. All right. Moving on to public comment. Um, we had one person sign up for public comment. Um, Mr. Uh, Vernon has raised his hand. Okay. Mr. Vernon? Okay. Yeah. Mr. Vernon, uh, do you have something to say um, to the tab? You're on mute, sir. I unmuted him. We can't hear you, Mr. Vernon. Sure. All right. We'll we'll come back to John Vernon uh, later if he's able to unmute himself. With that, um, moving on to public comment, um, there was one um, member who signed up for public comment, um, Narain. Um, uh, sorry, I forget the last name, uh, but um, Murthy. Murthy, Narain Murthy. Um, is Narain Murthy on the line for public comment tonight? I don't know if you had trouble getting in to Webex, but he did receive the attendee list. Oh, the updated one. Okay. Yes. Okay. And uh, in his email, Narain Muthi had mentioned he was a past rider of um, the Westfall Church Metro Connect bus. I think um, he was a past rider. So he said he's happy. He was happy to participate. He will be happy to participate in the meeting. So he might be interested in just listening in and um, join as a community member, not necessarily a comment. Ron, so, could you repeat um, the name of the individual who signed up for public comment? Noreen, um, N-A-R-E-N, and uh, last name. N-A-R-E-N, Roger. Yeah, yeah N like Nancy, A-R-E-N, Noreen. Um, and last name is Murthy, right, Sarah? Yes. M-U-R-T-H-Y, Noreen Murthy. Copy that. Yep, thank you. Thanks, Mark. And uh, business matters, moving on to item number two on the agenda, business matters, um, tab officer elections. And um, um, you know, I've served uh, Transit Advisory Board as chair since October um, 2020. I think that's, the, that's our first meeting um, since the pandemic, um, came COVID, since COVID. Um, and you know, I have been happy to have served tab. And I would like to um, request the tab uh, membership for um, one more term, um, I, I believe it's two years, um, um, ending with the Board of Supervisors term in 23. Um, 
uh, the opportunity to serve as a tab tab member uh, tab me membership chair. Um, would um, somebody like to make a motion um, in support of my candidacy? And you know, um, uh, the the things that I want to do in the next uh, couple of years, um, very quickly to address it is, um, you know, I want to, um, you know, we had um, very productive conversations with, uh, um, you know, district board of supervisors and at large. Uh, so Chair, Chairwoman Randall, at large supervisor, and I want to continue the dialogue um, to see areas where we can collaborate and make transit work for our uh, county residents. That's one, and then also working on the metro coming into Loudoun, um, and uh, this this year, uh, I think uh, it's going to be by latest summer. I think it should be up and running, metro. And the third one is um, the green um, big green bus initiative. Um, you know, uh, I think it's going to be piloted soon, and then um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, be able to pilot that and test it out, and then um, you know, um, roll it out to um, Loudoun County. So those are the two, three things that you know I think uh, I want to focus on, and plus, you know, other areas that you know TAB members uh, would like to um, that TAB to focus on the next couple of years. Um, as always, I will be happy to work with um, the fellow membership to you know, move along um, those uh, initiatives that will keep our county and our residents moving in their daily lives. Um, so with that, um, Rob, yeah. Rob, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'd like to just give an overview of, of what uh, the elections, which uh, offices we're going to elect for, and just give some general information for sure. everybody. Uh, these, of course, are in the bylaws, which are available on the website. The officers of the TAB consist of a chairman, a vice chairman, and a secretary. Uh, Rahm is currently the chairman. Marty Martinez was the vice chairman, and Mark Farage is our secretary. The officers serve a two-year term, and they are allowed to serve consecutive terms. Um, if there's a position that comes vacant, then we fill it for the remainder of that term. Uh, the chairman presides over all the meetings. Uh, he can call special meetings, executes any documents that are authorized by the TAB, and uh, represents the TAB in public activities. Uh, he has the authority to appoint committees and subcommittees and, uh, and, and serve any other function authorized by the uh, purpose and objectives and authority of the Board of Supervisors. The vice chairman, uh, during the absence or disability of the chairman, or during a vacancy in that office, shall assume and perform the duties and functions of the chairman. And the secretary serves as the recording secretary and is responsible for maintaining a true and accurate record of all meetings of the TAB. Thanks for that, Sarah. So uh, with that, um, I think we'll have um, you know uh, chair, vice chair, and secretary positions today. And um, as Sarah indicated, um, I've served as the um, chair for the last year and I would say four months. Um, and Marty Martin has served as the vice chair, and Mark Faraj has uh, served as the secretary. Um, so uh, I've expressed my interest. Um, is there um, is there is there a motion that somebody would like to make um, in support of my um, 
candidacy for tab membership chair. Yes, Roshi. Yeah, uh, so Roshi made the motion. Okay, Roshi made uh, the motion. I believe we, from a procedural perspective, we would have somebody would need to nominate Ron. May, uh, if Cleo, do you, would you mind if I? Okay, uh, I'd like to nominate Ram uh, Venkat as the chairman of the Transit Advisory Board. So Rushi nominated Ram um, for chair. Um, uh, is there a second? This is Cleo, and I second. Thanks, Cleo. And is there is there any other nominations for chair? Um, other than Ram? This is John, I move they be closed in, in the left room as the chair. Okay. Okay. Thanks, John. All right. So John moved moved to be closed. Um, so all in favor of Ram um, as chairman for transit board for the next two years, uh, please say aye. Uh, do you have to do aye. this as a roll call point of order? Out of the call. Okay. All right. I'll go through this roll call here. Um, uh, Ron, Mike, uh, this is Mark. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, we can either do the officers as a slate, or we can do the officers as an individual. Both are allowed under um, the rules. So if we have uh, only singular um, nominations for each position, we can do it as a slate. If not, we can do them as individual. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So since there's not a contested is what Mark is saying, so we can do it as a slate um, voting. Um, so all in favor of Ram, um, say aye. 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 This is clear. Aye. aye. All right. Thanks. So uh, uh, anybody not supporting Ram, please say nay. All right. I didn't hear any no's. So um, that passed. I think we are now dropped from 12 to 11. So that passed 11, 11, 0. All right. Um, so next, um, I'm opening the nominations for vice chair um, for Transit Advisory Board. And um, this is John. I nominate Rushi as vice chair. Okay, you nominate Rushi as vice chair. All right. I second it. Ram seconds it. Rushi as vice chair. Um, is there any other um, interest uh, or anybody's interest to, to be vice chair? This is Cleo. Quick question. Uh, Rushi, are you interested in vice chair? I just want to make sure. <laughs> I was well, actually was wondering if anyone was going to ask that question, but yes, thank you. I am interested. Thank you. <laughs> I thought he'd at least make a face if he wasn't. <laughs> I was trying to stay stone cold on that one. <laughs> uh, the secretary notes that Rushi accepts the nomination. <laughs> All right. Any, any, anyone else interested um, for vice chair? All right. All right. So the nomination is closed. Um, all in favor of Rushi as uh, vice chair, please say aye. 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 All right. Anyone opposed? Say nay. 
All right, so that carries um, unanimously, 11-0. And for the position of secretary, um, anyone interested uh, or anyone want to nominate or self-nominate for secretary? This is John again. If, if, if Mark is in agreement, he's done a wonderful job so far. I'd like to nominate him again. Oh, I'd second that. Exactly, second. <laughs> so John. So John nominated Mark, and um, um, sorry, who was that? Who seconded? Maggie. Uh, Charles Lyles. Oh. Maggie. Okay, Charles Lyles. Okay, and Maggie, um, both seconded. Uh, any anyone else interested um, to be serve as secretary for uh, tab the next two years? And Rushi, you're on the hook for two years, just so you know. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Make a face so with that, and and I yeah. well I think that Cleo needs to ask her question. I'm good. I just right. want to say thank you all to you all for you know continuing to lead. All right. So with that, I close the nomination for uh, secretary. Um, uh, all in favor of um, Mark Fraud, please say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Say nay. All right. That nomination carries unanimously 11-0. All right. With that, we move on to, um, and congrats to the officers re-elected uh, uh, re and elected uh, on tab um, on the hook to serve for the next two years again. All right, so with that, um, we move on to the meeting dates, 2022 meeting dates. Um, and I think the next. If I could have just explained a little bit um, about before you move on to that. Sure. So, and you'll notice in the agenda, only the next meeting on March 16th has a meeting room location. Right. Uh, I've been contacting libraries, and I'm running into a policy where. Even for, for the normal public, they'll allow you to book a room 30 days out. If you're a county department or associated with the county, they'll grant you up to 60 days. So I've been having difficulty booking beyond and frankly um, not having enough time to uh, take the extra step of working with the library manager uh, to see if they were willing to bend their rules to allow us to meet there. Uh, so it may be a situation where 60 days out from the meeting, uh, if we are to meet in person, then I have to um, find a, a room for us. I was going to make that recommendation anyway, given the way that COVID's been going up and down and in and out. I think you're going to have to, in this environment, book your next meeting during you know what I mean? You're within the within the 60 days of, of the previous meeting. Right. I, I just think you're going to be stuck with that because we're going to have a lot of trouble trying to book rooms out four months, six months, eight months. Right. I, I just I don't think people are willing to commit that far out because of the uncertain nature of what's going on. Agreed. Oh, thanks for bringing that uh, up. Just for Sarah. clarification, because I can't see who is speaking. Was that um, was that Steve or was Scott that Scott? Rob. 
I can't. I can't see lips moving with those masks. So please just announce your name prior to speaking. Yeah. Okay. I will. Thank you. Um, so, as uh, Sarah mentioned, um, we have the next meeting location on March 16th, 22, at the Ashburn Library uh, in on Harold. Um, and 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 I will also add that currently you are able to have. So the, the policy had had been revised, and they are allowing electronic meetings currently. But. No prior um, approvals needed. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So um, I hope everyone uh, caught that. But what Sarah, I'm re repeating what Sarah said is um, they are again allowing electronic participation of meetings um, to participate in um, the uh, board. I mean, transit board or committee meetings or commissions remotely without prior approval needed or required. All right, so this, this meeting time is at 7 p.m., correct, Sarah, on uh, March 16th at the library? Uh, that is something that we all can do, um, that you all can decide on tonight. I didn't state a time. Mm -hmm. um, you, for in-person meetings, you had been doing 7 o'clock. Yeah. Um, when, we were, when we knew ahead of time it was going to be an electronic meeting and we had enough notice, right. um, the publication requirements, uh, you were scheduling your electronic meetings at 6.30. Yep. Um, what does the TAB membership feel about um, if it's an electronic meeting in March, having it at 6.30? That works. Rand, this is Mark Farage. If it's uh, electronic, 6.30 is fine um, with me. Would it still be 90 minutes? But, yeah. We wrap up at um, 8. 8 o'clock. Okay. Unless the vice chair says uh, we have to go to the 8:30. Uh, vice chair is not saying that at all. <laughs> the secretary, is he okay with it too? So yeah. So uh, if do we need to make a motion for these meeting dates, right, sir? Anyways. You yes. You need to approve the meeting date. Okay. Um, and you need to make a decision on whether or not to hold the March meeting at the Ashburn Library or set it up as an electronic meeting. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, March. It's two months is too far out um, to decide, uh, but I think, um, but honestly, I think people would be just, you know, with the Omicron going on right now, people would be just coming out of the pandemic, so I, I think people would be just getting warmed up for spring, summer. So I would probably think it's a good idea to have the March meeting electronic um, fully and maybe a viewing similar to what we have here. And uh, maybe uh, we can consider um, the May meeting to be in person um, at a library. That's my thoughts. Any any thoughts on that if, if somebody wants to weigh in? Ram, I'm fine with that and I would be glad to make a motion um, for those dates and the subject matter if you'd like me to. Sure, sure, Mark. Um, so also, you know, I, with the motion, um, I would like to say that uh, if, uh, if it's an electronic meeting, the start time to be 6.30 and in-person meetings to be 7 p.m. So we, don't, so we know uh, when we are starting for electronic and in-person. So uh, is, is the TAB membership um, fine with the 
dates on the calendar that we have currently? Any comments? Yes, nice, good. I know, Rushi, you have to be, you are out, out on vacation in July, right? July 20th? I haven't booked any tickets yet, so don't worry about me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I recall from years that, you know, that typically it falls in the week. You um, tend to uh, be out of town. And it's not by design, by any stretch of the imagination, but yes, yeah. it, it tends to be that week. Okay. This is John. I, yeah. This is John. I can I can dial in from anywhere, so that's not a problem for me. Yeah, yeah I was morning, me. I was just going to remind Rushi I was at a meeting while sitting on the beach. I don't know if you recall that, so no excuses, Rushi. Okay, Mark. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any authority that may that that uh, could possibly you know you know know where we know where to bury bodies. So that's the problem. So I just be you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was in a meeting while snorkeling. Imagine that. <laughs> everyone, I had fun, except everyone on the meeting line. Anyways, so Mark, um, if you want to make the motion, please, for the meeting date, send time. Sure, this is Mark Paraj. I'd like to make a motion for 2022 meeting dates as follows. Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. Electronic meeting beginning at 18.30 hours. Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Format and start time TBD. Wednesday, seven, uh, Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. Start time and location TBD. Wednesday, September the 21st, 2022. Location and start time TBD. Wednesday, November the 16th, 2022, location and start time TBD. And January, Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, location and format uh, or time to be determined. Also recommended is that for any in-person meetings, they start at 1900 hours and for any electronic meetings starting at 1830 hours. Is there a second? Second. Seconded by Rushi. Um, any comments? Any discussion on the motion, I should say. All right, if there's no discussion, um, all in favor of the motion, please say aye. Rushi, I mean, Ram, I'm sorry. I believe Would you we have to do a roll call vote. Sorry, oh, roll call vote, okay. Yes, sorry, thanks for reminding us. Yes. Um, I just blanketed it if it's, uh, but we don't know if it's unanimous. Um, Michael Cohen, yay, nay. I can't, we can't hear you, Michael. The answer is yes. Okay, yes. Thank you. Uh, Cleo Curry? This is Cleo Curry, yes. Thank you. Mark Farage? This is Mark Faraj. I vote yay on the motion is red. Thank you. John Henkel. John Henkel, yay as the motion is red. Thank you. Bruce Kobelski. This is Bruce Kobelski. Yay as the motion is red. Thank you. James Leach. Yay. Thank you. 
Charles Lyles. Charles Lyles votes yay. Thank you. Marty is not here any, any longer. Vlad Ovchenko. Yay. Thanks, Vlad. Maggie Parker. Uh, Maggie Parker, yay. Thanks, Maggie. Rushi Shah. Rushi Shah, yay. Thank you. Ram Mengtaslam, I vote yay. So the motion pass passes 11 0. Okay. All right. So the third item is um, the addition of three staff um, uh, to DTCI and funding for the same. Um, I think it's added to me. Um, so do we know when this item is coming up? I know it's going to be the budget, um, part of the budget proposed. Um, so there's three staff, additional uh, staffing uh, that's to be added to DDCI. That's well, we actually asked for six. Oh, six, okay. I think we have six additional staff. So they, they were in groups of three, so. It'll be staggered is what you're saying. It'll be staggered, like three three people starting in. So there was uh, there were three resource requests from us. One was, the first one was the mobility coordinator, which is considered staff ad, mm -hmm. and three uh, paratransit minivan. Mm -hmm. The second one was three additional staff. I think it was a planner, an analyst, and I think it was an IT. Okay. Tech person. Right, tech person. Um, then there was another. There were, I think, there were four resources requests that came from our came from our department. So the whole three, department, right, yeah, three, 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 three. And I think the other three was another three staff members. We don't think we're going to get those, but that's a wish list. That's yeah. So they were in group. They were in different. There were three different requests. First request was the with the minivan and the, and the mobility. Second request was three staff members. Third request was another three staff members. So, so totally one, three, four, seven. So ten staff members is what you say. Seven. Okay. On this go round. Okay. But the, the, that second group of three was not transit related. They were elsewhere in the department. Correct. No, no there's only one. I think one person. I mean, he's saying he's saying transit related not being. Not part of the operations, I think, meaning like on the fleet, but supporting transit, like on a computer They'll or something. All be in the transit, they would all be in the transit commuter services division, but they would Correct. be supporting Correct. other things. Correct. Correct. Okay. We um, don't anticipate getting past the group two. So that'll be. So you're hoping at least to get one plus three for the mobility coordinator and the and the paratransit driver. Or. Uh, well, van drivers, paratransit van. Well, the drivers have nothing to do with it. The drivers are, are provided by the contract. Okay, so what is the three paratransit van? What is the that? actual vans? Oh, okay. The minivan. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's not resources. Okay. So you 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 are not optimistic about getting the planner, analyst, and the tech person. Uh, that would be correct. We're not optimistic about that. Okay. Okay. So. So essentially, if uh, Tab had to write up comments, um, it would be in favor of these seven. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think 
I just have one question. Are the FPEs for fiscal year 2022 or fiscal year 2023? 23. So that will be for fiscal year 23. Right. Yep. Um, any, any other questions, comments? So I will draft up that. Um, uh, I guess it's a resolution, uh, I think, um, in support of uh, the staffing and funding. Uh, and um, I'll run it by TAB membership uh, for any comments uh, or feedback, and then um, then send it on to staff to be added, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to be added to the packet uh, for submission to um, the board, board of supervisors. All right. Um, so the next one is the Metro Grand opening update. Um, so, uh, so Scott, do you know what's the latest on the Metro opening? We've gotten no further information outside of what I reported during the last meeting. Which okay. I believe was once they once Wamada staff announced. Uh, so Sanchez Police was already announced, but once they, what did they call it? It was uh, operational readiness. Mm -hmm. Once they announced operational readiness, right. um, they have 90 days. It'll be about 90 days from that point. Um, I don't know if everybody heard, there's been the penitentiary to Metro's, the, the Silver Line, I'm sorry, the uh, rail car dilemma that's been going on, but they just pushed back allowing the 7,000 series back on for another 90 days. So I'm reading that as that's not a good sign, because I'm sure they need those cars to operate the extra rail lines. But that's just my reading of the tea leaves. I have a quick question. Somebody, uh, yeah, this is right. clear. I have a quick question. Thanks, Scott, for bringing that up, because 
from what I understand, the Metro has been turned over to Romada. They've been doing, they just recently started doing testing on the rails. However, to your point, the 7,000 series, that, that rail train is not currently in service, which was a, a setback. So I guess what the way that I was reading it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm getting everything from the news, is that um, the when was turning it over to WMATA. And so that hurdle was accomplished. And so that allows WMATA the 90 days that they need, which would ideally put us on track for a spring 2023 opening. However, it could be further delayed because of the series. And the reason why I bring this up, Ram, is because I wonder if it if it makes sense for you and I to reach out again to Chair Randall just to get a sense on their expectation of timing and the runway. Because we held off, you know, towards the end of last year because everything had been delayed. So I guess from sure. what I'm understanding. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, I agree um, with what you said. Um, let's uh, circle back with Chair Randall um, on this and see um, you know, if Chair, Chair has uh, additional information um, and details uh, that will help um, uh, Transit Board with our, um, you know, any collaboration that we can um, do with the Board of Supervisors in anticipation of this. Um, so. Um, sorry, would I'm you just, like to? I'm sorry, sorry just one more thing, because Maggie, I remember when we were originally talking about this, she said to reach out to you when we got closer to understanding the timeline, because um, you have some expertise on that. So I just wanted to make a note that I didn't forget, and we certainly will. <laughs> Thanks, Cleo. You're so kind. Um, it you know, ideally could be this summer. Um, I spoke with some of the folks at WMATA last week before Paul's announcement, before the GM's announcement, but um, they are prepared with, you know, RFPs to go out to, for, for help to assist with the grand opening, for help coordinating efforts between, you know, the counties. Um, so, you know, as soon as I hear that they are going forward, forward with that, I'd be glad to let you know. Um, but it really, it, it is looming. It's a week to week thing. But thanks, Leo. Thank you. Um, so, um, Cleo, where I was going with that um, comment or question was, um, would you um, like to initiate that um, conversation, um, possibly over email with Chair Chairwoman Randall, or do you want me to? Either way, I'm I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. Um, if you want to run with it, that's fine, Ram. Um, I'll just defer sure. to you, and um, we just set up a meeting. So my, we just set up a time with Chair Randall that works for all of us, just like before. Sure. So I'll reach out to. Um, Chair Randall's uh, chief of staff um, to set up a meeting time on this. Okay.
sounds good. Thanks for that, uh, Leo. That's helpful. Any other questions or comments on that item? Ram, I have this Mark Farage. I have no questions or comments on that item, but I would like to add an ad hoc item before we move on to organizational matters, if possible. Sure. Uh, we have, we have, we're not there yet, but yes, uh, when we get there in a second. Fair enough. Um, any, any other questions or comments on that item before we move on to the organizational matters that Mark alluded to? All right. Sounds like not. All right. Organizational matters. Um, Mark, um, please go ahead. Sure. I just wanted to make the tab aware of something that we are doing in the Disability Services Board. Um, and we may request some <clears throat> resources or some expertise. One of our priorities for 2022 is um, disaster preparedness slash disaster recovery for individuals with disabilities in Loudoun County. Um, we are going to be discussing it during our February 8, 2022 business meeting, which is an electronic meeting, which is scheduled for 1800 to 2000 hours. Um, if anybody would like to attend, they are more than welcome to. We're going to be addressing three primary things, which is um, what are the current statuses of disaster preparedness within Loudoun County um, by emergency um, responders, fire and sheriff. Two, um, disaster um, planning involving individuals with disabilities, particularly focused on evacuation. This is where the uh, transit needs may be uh, required if you're doing a large scale evacuation of an area. And three is related to how do we prepare individuals and or their families for disaster preparedness at an individual level within the county and provide them resources. Um, so it's going to it's going to this is obviously a long term um, undertaking that we're doing, um, but we saw it as a weakness within Loudoun County, um, particularly uh, at the you know preparedness slash resource level uh, for individuals. Um, so we're going to try and make some improvements in that area. But I just wanted the tab to know that we may reach out to uh, individuals or would be glad to get any insight from you all in relation to um, this priority for us for 2022. And I'd be glad to answer any questions. Sure. Thank you, Mark. I'm sorry, I missed so the Can you repeat that? Yeah. So can you repeat that uh, date uh, and time um, and, and location? I don't know if it's a virtual meeting, but uh, can you please uh, repeat that Absolutely. Our, it'll be discussed um, for the kind of our first time from a, a planning perspective will be February 8th, 2022. It is an electronic meeting and scheduled time is 1800 hours to 20, I'm sorry, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and we will have an electronic link, which I'll be glad to forward, but any of the tab members are more than welcome to attend. Sure. Um... Yeah, somebody, uh, if you could forward that to me, that'll be um, great, uh, Mark. And somebody had a question on that or comment? I thought Cleo or uh, maybe Maggie had something to say or ask. No, no, you asked it. Thank you, Mark. And yeah, I would love to get the link so I can get it on my calendar. Sure. Yes, ma'am, will do. So yeah, if you could send it to us, Mark, uh, that'll be great. Uh, 
we'll, we'll attend that. Um, anything else, Mark, um, on, on your end before I um, move on to the no, organizational matters? No, sir. I just wanted to make the tab aware of that priority as I think it does have some overlap. Uh, and throughout the year, we may request some additional information and or resources from a planning perspective. Sure. Thank you. Um, and approval of numbers, 2021 20, minutes. Um, we couldn't uh, get that um, um, put together. Sir, you, um, uh, I know Mark uh, was was out, um, not feeling well. Um, I know Sarah, you you had uh, typed up some minutes. I don't remember. You have not. Okay. This, so yeah, Ram, um, I, I do apologize if this is mine uh, with your end at work and then me coming down with apparently some sort of crazy flu over the last week. Um, I have been I've been down and out, <laughs> so my apologies. Sure, sure, sure. I do apologize sure, for slipping to the rest of the board. Not a problem. Um, so, sir, can we when Mark um, or if Mark is able to do this um, and send it to us offline, are we able to review and? Uh, unanimously uh, approved well, uh, or, or try to get the next uh, meeting. Include it in the next meeting. Okay. Okay. That's what I was going to suggest. So, we can just uh, approve both sets of minutes in the next meeting. Okay. Okay. So we'll just add this. Um, add one more item to the next meeting is to approve number 17 2021 um, meeting minutes to tab to um, the organization matters. Okay. Yes, if any tab members have any regrets for voting for me for secretary, please speak now after failing to deliver this one. <laughs> All right. So the next item, member classification, inactive status, and request for replacement. Uh, I don't have anything on that today. So that's I'm skipping that or moving past that, I should say. Item number four, staff updates. Uh, uh, well, uh, may I just add that uh, uh, Mr. Ronald Larson, uh, his name stuck out to me, and so I, I did recall that he has applied to the board, and I spoke with him. Um, oh. And uh, so there are uh, three vacancies, and we are uh, in the process of recruiting for a local bus candidate as right. well as the Sterling District and um, Broad Run. Broad Run, thank you. Um, now you need Leesburg Broad too, Run. right? Uh, yeah, now Leesburg. Yes. Yep. So, uh, so Ronald Larson applied for the local bus, you said, Sarah? Uh, he currently does not ride the local bus. Um, is he in one of those districts that the seat is open? And he lives in, let's see if I can find it easily. Uh, this printout does not say the jurisdiction that he lives in. Let's say the city or the address. Uh, it's Ashburn. Oh, okay. 20148147. Yes. 148? 147. Okay. Possibly in uh, uh, Ashburn or Broad Run. Okay. We are to the um, district finder. Uh, 
Uh, Ronald Larson, uh, if you're out there and if you can hear us, uh, would you like to uh, speak? Or John Vernon? I know there's not public comment time or member or guest introduction, but I don't know if you can come off mute or not hear us. All right. So not hearing. Thanks for that input, Sarah. Ronald Larson. Thank you. And um, so moving on to staff updates. Um, I know Stephen Perro had to step out here, but um, um, Scott, uh, if you want to provide um, your comments on the BMI for students, free fares. Yeah, I can also cover the ridership. Okay, quickly. you can, okay. The ridership, uh, obviously, with this last Omicron um, spike, ridership on the commuter bus and ridership on the Metro Connection is still uh, lingering lower. It was, it had crept up on both sides, so about 10% of where it was pre-COVID. Um, it has now dropped back down into the 7% range. Uh, local fixed route is continuing. It's dipped a little bit. It was pushing 90%. It's back down to the low 80s, 83, 84%. Um, paratransit is is really the one that's bouncing back. So that's the the we did the unmet you know transportation needs study on that, and it's it's coming to fruition. Uh, it's running on days over 100% of what it was pre-pandemic. So um, there is definitely a need there. So from a ridership perspective, that's where we are on percentages compared to pre-pandemic. Um, as far as the, the board item with regarding this, the student bus pass, that has been deferred until the February 1st board meeting. Uh, it was supposed to go on last night. It was pulled at the last minute. I think there's some conversations going on between board members as to how they would like to see that rolled out. Um, and I think that's they're trying to pass that out before the next board meeting. Oh, is that why it was pulled out? My understanding is that there was just there were a couple board members that wanted to talk about how they felt like it should be rolled out. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then. Okay. So I, I think everybody's in agreement that it should be rolled out. It's just a question of how. How? Okay. Okay. That makes sense now. So they just don't want to, didn't want to, I should say, have that uh, with every other conversation last night. Okay. So, so yeah, um, so I made uh, public comments last night um, uh, in favor of that. Um, and if somebody would like to make a comment, public comment in favor of the free fares for students, um, uh, feel free to sign up. Um, the Friday before February 1st, uh, this, I think the sign-up opens on January 28th at 9 a.m. So we had a call in to make that uh, public comment um, registration. So and uh, so that's that. And any questions to Scott on ridership? I, ha I have I have a comment that uh, on ridership, but any anybody has que any questions or comments? On ridership. Okay, sounds like a quiet group today. So my comment is, I did uh, run into our past um, tab member Sri Sridhar last night at the board of supervisors meeting, and he was suggesting that you know I was telling him I was there to make public comment on free fares for students, and then he suggested you know. Uh, you know, looking at the data in terms of ridership, where we are, um, you know, 
it might be a good idea to you know offer um, free rides or you know for you know anybody who wants to ride the bus or you know depending on how things are you know for a certain period of time just to encourage um, ridership um, I don't know how we do that or when we do that or how long we do that so those are um, some things that we can you know I can put it on the item uh, for the next meeting to discuss on that but um, that's something that he suggested um, if but that's on the tab once then, then yes you should submit that okay put it in and make a motion and send it to your board members absolutely okay that's how that should go and then, and then it would that would start the ball rolling for them to start taking a look at that if that's what they chose to do okay makes a ton of sense and um, I think the, the the I think it's I think it's a leader regardless of small dollars lost I think it I think it's I am fully in favor okay so Maggie says uh, she she's in favor um, other thoughts comments from tab membership question did did we do this during the pandemic Scott, can you remind me, um, like the time frame that that there were free fares for? I believe we had free fares from. I want to say March to November. Twenty twenty one. March of twenty twenty. Oh, okay. To, to I, right. I think it was November of twenty twenty. I'll have to go back and look, Leo. I don't remember when we reenacted it, but it was free for quite a while. Yeah. It was several months. It was at least six months. It might even have been longer. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and double check that. You know. And what was the, you know, outcome of that effort? Did it, did it help the cause? Or no, nothing. never helps the cause. Sorry. So. I mean that's the thing, right? Every you, free fares aren't really free. They're free to the person riding the bus. They're not, you know, somebody has to pay for that. So that no, no, no. I'm going to say if it helped, if, if it helped the cost, meaning co not costs, but costs of um, you know getting more or better ridership costs. I'm not sure I'm following what you're asking. So, so the uh, the initiative is to get more, you know. In, promote and get more people to ride but did it actually work uh, to get more people riding the buses after past that period or now well I mean, that I, was my question yeah. so I, I don't think that fares from the commuter bus standpoint have been a deterrent um, I think the deterrent on the commuter bus side is uh, folks are just telework and that's that's kind of where that's at right now and until we, we were starting to see fairly steady growth on the commuter bus side until the Omicron hit. Uh, and then everybody that was actually slated and called back into work. Uh, we had a number of federal agencies that were supposed to be going back to work in January or early February that have now been pushed back to March and April. If, um, so we're waiting to hear back from that. Um, and even, even those customers that we've talked to, 
or not, they're going to be going in at this point once a week, if that. So um, the folks that we have talked to about getting back on the bus, and all I've seen, not one of them is that I asked a question about fares. Um, and my guess is, is on the commuter bus side, the reason for that is, is every, you know, most folks that were riding the commuter bus that were federal employees were getting the, the uh, 200 and, I think it was $230 stipend a month, so it wasn't costing them anyway. And if they're only going in a couple days a week, it's, it, you know, it's not their money. So, um, but as far as fares on the local fixed route side of things, we saw a really minor dip when we started collecting fares again, and then now it's back up above where it was. So um, it really, I don't know that it would make a huge difference, but it would probably make percentage points difference on the local side. Okay. Thank you. Um, Rem, uh, I may. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Lance. All that I have read about it, and maybe um, Scott and Steven and, um, can comment on that. But all I have read is that people don't necessarily want free buses. People want good service. So people want buses to run more frequently. They want good routes, all that. And uh, buses being free is really not a big differentiator. At this time is what you're saying. Uh, at at yeah. any time, like it, it's been apparently, again from from what I've read, it's been studied for a long time because I mean bus is not a new concept, and uh, good service beats uh, free fares. Okay. Uh, yeah, and if I I'll just follow what Vlad just said. Every study that I've ever read and. Uh, Fairfax County just went through a huge study. Fairfax, or I'm sorry, City of Alexandria just went through a huge study. Um, GRTC down in uh, Richmond area went through a huge study, and they are all basically saying exactly what Vlad just said, which is more frequent service, reliable service is is what's important to folks over fares. That's good. And um, promise. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Look, if we're not if we're not going to change behavior here long term, then I don't know that the price cut's going to do anything. So in other words, like in any business, if you're trying to like cut, you know, prices, you're always just trying to get either people to try you or you're trying to. So I think people, the idea that someone's going to try the bus during the pandemic seems a little bit off. And if it's not going to, if the research that you've seen already seems to indicate that it's not even really the primary driver, then I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a measure of goodwill, but I don't, I don't know what other purpose it serves. Those are all very good points and I fully agree with you, but if it really costs you nothing and can be a bit of a marketing push, but if you're not gonna market it, then it doesn't make any difference. But anyway, I, it's, it's, it's a goodwill at limited cost because the buses are running anyway. But I yeah, agree. It's a goodwill gesture. But if we're not telling anybody about it, I don't know that it's going to get us a bump in ridership, and I don't know that it's going to change anyone's behavior. And my yeah. my hope would be at some level, but maybe we try this when the pandemic's over. You know, we we give this a shot, and we say, you know what, 
maybe we can get a few more people in to you know to the bus system, you know, just by getting to try it. They like it, they stick with it, it works for them. Um, but I, I don't know that price is gonna help during the pandemic. But it, like you said, I mean it's a goodwill measure, and if it causes nothing, I um one other thing I was thinking about too is with the anticipated though fluid expected date opening of the metro we <laughs> we may want to consider during our next meeting about putting that forth to the board because if i'm not mistaken scott when we did the free metro connection that did increase ridership and so i'm just i'm working through as we're speaking how we would put this forth to the board in a way that they would accept it. Um, so if we could tie it into the Metro somehow, that might be additive. Yeah, and Cleo, that's a great point. I mean, when we go ahead and you know talk about Metro, we can tag onto that kind of like storyline, you know, instead of having to do our own marketing for this, you could say, oh, and by the way, for the next few months, ridership's free. And then all of a sudden you've then changed behavior in a way that matters. Great points, uh, Cleo and sure. Michael. I agree. So let me let me add that, um, uh, Cleo um, and uh, Michael Cohen. Uh, I'll add that um, to to our conversation uh, with Chairwoman Randall on this and get uh, and get her uh, you know viewpoints as well. So that'll be a good one. just to respond to your uh, point, yes, you're, you were spot on. Pre-pandemic, when we ran the, the promotion of free ridership on the Metro Connection route, we saw a spike in ridership. Oh, we did. Okay. Hey, Scott, this is Mark Farage. Um, just kind of a question that wraps kind of both of these points together. Um, from a internal perspective, as we, and I, my, my apologies for speaking slowly, I don't want to start coughing on <laughs> you guys. Um, <clears throat> from an internal perspective, have you guys started to look and assess whether or not we believe that ridership data, or let's just say ridership at this point, is going to ever return to pre-pandemic levels? Um, is the data supporting a point in between? And then what are the internal discussions of, you know, we, we have buses for X number of ridership. Are we at a point where we need to make strategic decisions or start discussing strategic decisions about reducing costs or the structure of transit within Loudoun County to more possibly align with what the future um, demand is going to look like? So the answer to your question is absolutely, we're analyzing that. Um, we're analyzing it from a couple of different ways. Operationally, when you buy the buses, especially the bigger buses, and you're using state grant funding, you're obligated to follow FTA regulations, which means essentially you have to keep that bus for 12 years. 12 years or 500,000 miles, whichever comes first. Um, to your point, and for the last two years, because we are so, um, we have so many MCI 
commuter coaches that are coming in and they're coming up to their end of useful life, their 12 years, where we are actually starting to replace them now. So, so for example, this year we've got four commuter buses that are end of life. We will replace them with transit buses to operate locally. Um, so we are shifting um, based on the data. Um, we are looking, and, and with our, quite frankly, with our investment in Metro Rail, you know, we're shifting to serving rail. Um, we've got quite a few routes that are designed, ready to go. Um, we're meeting with the supervisors over the next couple of weeks to show them the final design. Um, we're hoping to get into, uh, you know, having buses every 20 to 25 minutes in certain areas. Um, locally to serve the metro rail station, so we're trying to get to a better service level, uh, but that's expensive and it takes a little bit of time, so we're, we're taking baby steps, but to your point, Mark, that's exactly what we're doing. As commuter bus is not coming back, and we're pretty convinced it's not going to come back to the level of pre-pandemic, let's just say that, you know, miraculously, the, the you know, pandemic went away in three months. Because of everybody teleworking and getting used to that, and understood that, and now set up for it, um, what has been realized over the past two years during the pandemic is work hours have shifted. Peak periods are no longer peak periods. Um, they tend to they're, they're kind of spread throughout the day. Um, and in all honesty. Throughout the pandemic, the metro rail ridership has really not come back. Um, it's, I think they're running at, I think the last time I heard they were at 25% pre-pandemic. Um, so, you know, I, I it, it, we don't have a crystal ball, obviously, but all the signs point toward, at least from the commuter bus service, to it, if it ever come, comes back, it'll be slow. I don't think it'll ever reach pre-pandemic levels. I think we will reach pre-pandemic ridership levels, uh, but it will be because of a shift in ridership and of us having more buses locally and getting more local riders on and having more buses going to the rail stations and getting more of those riders on um, and providing more weekend service when rail gets here. So I think all of that will bump the ridership up, but it'll be a, it's, it's going to be a different, it's going to look different. Can I ask one follow-up? You said that it was, is, was it a DOT rule on the 12 years or 500,000 miles for things that are federally funded? Well, that, it's not so much federally funded because we don't have any federal money in it, but the state funding, states tend to run and follow those regulations. So when we get grant funding to buy buses right now, any, what they call a heavy or large um, <coughs> commuter could be 35 feet, 40 feet, 45 foot. Any of those have a 12-year lifespan, 12-year, 500,000 miles. Um, no, the state nor FTA have really even, even it hasn't even been on the radar screen, to my knowledge, to show some flexibility with that, to be able to get rid of those buses sooner, maybe swap them out for smaller buses. Um, so I don't, I don't see us being able to get out of that unless the state and the feds change their philosophical 
Actually, it's not philosophical, it's policy. So that, that may be something, and I'm just throwing this out there as a future discussion point we may want to discuss. Sounds to me, right? That's one of those things where we get into, well, nobody's really brought this up, right? Nobody has attention focused on it. Perhaps this is something that the Board of Supervisors could bring to the new administration in Richmond and bring it to their attention of saying, hey, we've got, um, we're operating under this rule that was pre-pandemic, 12 years, 500,000 miles. Perhaps there's an opportunity to massage those rules in a more cost-effective manner so that we're not stuck maintaining these larger format buses when we really don't need them and we don't believe we're gonna need all of them post-pandemic where we still have them, they're still worth something to somebody out there. And there may be, you know, the ability to, to in essence, stop the bleeding a little bit in that. So that may be something that, again, as I always say, right, I never underestimate the ability of Loudoun County to influence what happens in Richmond, considering um, our footprint and our fiscal uh, impact on the, on the Commonwealth. So it may be something that we could broach or suggest. But again, it's probably yeah, not I mean, on anybody's radar. <laughs> right. And, and that's not something typically that staff would broach the board with, uh, to be honest with you. No, we but we could start certainly do it as a tab, ROM. You know, maybe we could discuss it and bring it up to Chair Randall and say, hey, here's something that slipped through the cracks. Um, you know, if the Board of Supervisors for Loudoun County can send this to the new administration in Richmond and maybe gain some traction, there you go. Yeah, no, uh, I don't disagree, uh, Mark. Uh, if you could write, uh, you know, write that up a little bit for me, um, um, so I, I can certainly have that conversation. But anything that we recommend to the larger board of supervisors ha has to be collectively from the tab. Individually, um, we can recommend to our um, district supervisors, of course. Uh, but collectively, as a tab, if you're doing a resolution on that, eventually. Um, no, uh, March, May, whenever that is, or July. Um, we should um, do it collectively as a tab. But um, if you want to, um, you know, write write a little blurb for me on that, um, I will add that to my uh, meeting. Um, um, with meeting with uh, Chairman Randall and Cleo uh, whenever that happens. We'll do so. Thank you, sir. I, I made some notes, but it'll be helpful. Um, if you could send me the blog, but I can more elaborate. All right, and get her thoughts on that as well. All right, any further questions, comments on uh, ridership um, and free fares that Scott just walked us through? All right, seeing none. Moving on to the next item, next business meeting. The next business meeting of the TAP is tentatively proposed for 7 p.m., or excuse me, 6.30 p.m. on the evening of Wednesday, um, March 16, 2022, um, online virtual meeting. Um, and note on days when Loudoun County Public Schools are closed due to inclement weather or when Loudoun County government is closed, the Transit Advisory Board meeting is canceled. Um, we have some, I think, rain and snow mix coming in early tomorrow morning, so that might slow things a little bit. Um, not sure in the county, but um, with that, um, is there any new business? 
that anybody would like to bring? All right, seeing none, um, meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everybody.